All right. Welcome, 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 listeners. Uh, I hope you are all doing well. It's, uh, it's grind time. It's finals time. Uh, I hope that whatever we talk about in this uh, episode uh, just brings you a little bit of entertainment, uh, hopefully a couple of laughs, a bit of uh, relief from something that's not homework or finals related. Uh, this week, we've got on a super awesome, super lovely, super funny guest, Lucas Cohen. He is an operations management major. Um, and a uh, wonderful member of the EBSS just here to hang out. So, Lucas, welcome. Uh, hello. Thank you for calling me a wonderful member of the EBS, EBSS. That is a, <laughs> is a great thing to be called. Who doesn't like being called wonderful? I'm happy to be here. <laughs> How are you doing, man? How's your life right now in finals and everything? Honestly, you're talking about finals and, and school, and that is the I, – I just handed in – an assignment today, wrote a test today, handed an assignment yesterday, and I have one more to do tomorrow. Like, school is not a vibe. It is the opposite of a vibe right now. <laughs> I really just, I am excited to talk about Christmas and life and, and just yeah. not that. Right? I know, it's crazy. I think actually being in university kind of kills your Christmas spirit a little bit because you don't even get to enjoy it until after finals are over, which for me is like the 20th. So that's that's five days to get in the Christmas spirit yeah it's so true and finals are always done so late like uh it was either last year or two years ago this year has been about four years long so kind of hard <laughs> still time. Uh, but one year I didn't finish finals I wrote my last final at 7 p.m on the 22nd so I went to sleep Goodness. and woke up and it was basically Christmas morning so <laughs> Gracious, yeah, that holiday crazy. season was short-lived <laughs> poor thing that's um, a thing? I thought, what? What is the last day of finals? It was the, I think the 23rd, or maybe I wrote on the 24th. That's, maybe I'm being that's dramatic, robbery. They I should know. not be allowed to do it that late. Yeah, right. December, what? I was like, that's crazy. I think the last day of finals is always the 22nd, but the last time on the 22nd is 2 o'clock. So I probably wrote on the 21st at 7. So I was like the third last time. Actually, do you know what? I wrote a final on the 23rd in uh, first year. Yeah. Yeah, I did. 23rd. Yeah. It's been done. 23rd, 8 a.m. Wow. Man, I would write a letter or something. (laughs) I wouldn't stand for that. It's not right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't – yeah. Christmas should be like – it's really a week-long holiday. I don't think you're allowed to put things that close to it. But then again, we get holidays after. Um, that's going to look different this year. Man, it is going to look so different this year. I just really <laughs> hope that, like, term two, everyone's kind of in the groove of these online classes. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm a bad student. But this is hard. School's a pain right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, ugh. It's just too much time on my laptop in one place. Like, I like to be on the move, hustle and bustle, a little change of scenery sometimes, and um, it's tough. Like, and I have a nice, I like making my room a nice space. You know, I've got a little positivity wall, write down little encouraging messages, but for some reason when I look at the message that says, I understand finance, I just don't believe it anymore, you know? Like, (laughs) I'm really losing that willpower. See, my big problem is, is that I like to play a lot of like Apex and Modern Warfare, and then now you just stare at your computer all day, and then you get in front of your monitor, and you're like, I don't even want to play anymore. <laughs> this isn't even cool. <laughs> Man, that was me until that PS5 came in the mail. Holy, Man, that you- has been the single worst 
decision I could have possibly made for my academic career. Like, I'm not even <laughs> trying to exaggerate or play anything up. That actually has been terrible for me. And I, it's, it's, it's 100% my own fault, right? I have zero self-control and I can acknowledge that. But that's not the issue. Um, the issue is actually fixing the self-control problem I have. And I can't. I play it all the time. Like I wake up and I just, I want to play this PS5, this whole new thing. And I finish class and I want to do that. Like I talked about all these assignments I have. I'm still yeah. going to probably play play it tonight. And it's like, and, and, and I'm acknowledging that that's a bad choice. Lucas, that's, don't do that. And I said it and I'm still going to do it. So I know the struggle, Michael. Man, you're lucky though. I didn't even, uh, I didn't even get in on the PS5. I, uh, I'm waiting for the Walmart restock right now. Oh my! It was uh literally the 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 pre-order release night, not the official release night. Pre-order release day. I ordered it, and within 15 minutes of them putting it up, it was sold out. And that was that was like two and a half months ago. So um, so I, I yeah, I don't know, Michael. Best of luck. It's it a like struggle be, out there. Like, what's it like to be invested in gaming systems? Like, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I don't. I don't understand um, the appeal. The only game on my phone I have is Among Us, which I got specifically just only for EDSS. And y'all saw how terrible I was at that um, at the Christmas party. So what's that like? I feel like that's a big, you know, um, like like financial and just like time investment. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> oh my gosh! You talk just about awesome. the, the talk about the financial investment, but the, the payoff is the time investment. Man, I've not had like like I acknowledge how terrible this last week has been for my schooling because of this console, but I have not had more fun. Imagine being locked up in quarantine, seeing outside, it's blizzarding. Like you can't go anywhere. It's freezing cold, all the roads are awful, everything's closed to begin with, and you get this console that you've been waiting months, even years in some senses for. Like, oh my god, this is the most fun thing I've ever done. Like, the financial investment, man, I will do it ten times over for the <laughs> joy that it has brought. Like, wow. I can try this. Man, I'm The only console god. I've experienced is, like, the Wii, and Just Dance 4 just really doesn't give you that much joy after ten years, so. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about that. I, I <laughs> totally relate. <laughs> To the Wii, Claudia? Yeah, to the Wii, and literally the only game that I have on my phone is Among Us. Yeah. And it's just to, like, feel like I can fit in with y'all. That's <laughs> that's the only reason. Claudia, we're both imposters. Who are we kidding? Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I'm not bored, I guess I, like, crochet. Like, I'll, like, make ugly toques for people. Like, you're all getting an ugly toque uh, for Christmas when I have time, <laughs> but that's my chosen procrastination. Like, I'll find this gross, cheap yarn. You're like... People are going to love it because it's from me and then no one ever wears my tukes. Uh, but it's okay because I'll keep giving them out. That's my favorite. That's my little love language. Man, I've never met anyone under the age of 40 that crochets. What's that like? <laughs> hey, wow. it's awesome. <laughs> I've got a friend who makes uh, brilliant like cup cozies. So we're just going to start a business, man. Just kidding. No one wants this. No one should pay for this. It should be like a joke business. Like send your friend um, a terrible toque as a joke. Huh. That's smart. You might have something there. I think so. No one take that. I'm gonna trademark it. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not the best idea to share all your business ideas on the uh, on the EBSS podcast. 
Yeah, literally any single person listening could potentially take that and make a business out of it. That's what we're all <laughs> yeah, here but no for. One, but no True. one can make toques as terrible as mine. So, you know. Oh, that's... I bet I could give you a run for your money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Competitive advantage. When I, okay, so when I was like concussed last year around Christmas, I couldn't look at a screen. I couldn't even like play music. Like I couldn't read sheet music or it would like give me a headache, all that stuff, right? Um, I could hardly do anything. So that's what I did was I like would listen to a podcast, like my favorite comedians, and then just like make toques. And I, I'm not kidding you. I made 30, 30 toques that year because I was so bored. And have any of them been worn even once? No, but uh, they are made. I think we need a drinking game for every time Madeline brings up her concussion story. <laughs> hey, I'm still going to physio for it. I think That's about it a lot, okay? <laughs> I just fucking you. It's very traumatic. We all feel the effects. But... <laughs> Gets one concussion and talks about it for the rest of her hey, life. <laughs> I went to physio today for that, okay? Like, I'm not kidding. I still get, yeah, it's K. You guys. Everyone talk about your injuries. These are serious. Everyone talk about your head injuries. I'm trying to start a movement. Man, I have a Christmas head injury, too, Please that I, talk I, about I'm it. scarred from as a child. Lucas, I need to hear this story. And I'm not talking about, about mentally scarred. Like, I have a physical scar on my body from this child, this no. injury as a child. And it's on my face. And um, I'll sh- I, I, I mean, if, if you ever see me in person, ask to see the scar because I can show you it's on my face. It's right in the middle of my fo- eyebrows. It's oh. right in the center of my forehead. I'm not kidding. So what happened was I was uh, I was four years old um, and we had Christmas stockings. Everyone has Christmas stockings, but ours were hung above the chimney with care. Um, but simply they were hung with a metal hanger, though, not just hung directly to the chimney itself. So four-year-old Lucas wakes up on Christmas and is overjoyed to see a full stocking hanging from the chimney for him with his name embroidered on it. Like my grandma made these wonderful stockings. My name was on I knew it's mine. Full. I'm joyful. So I run up to it and I yank it down. And I'm just a stupid kid. I don't understand that there's there's consequences for your actions. So I yank this, this this stocking down that's attached to this huge metal hanger. And the metal hanger flies down with it, socking me square in the middle of the forehead, leaving a massive scar in the middle of my forehead. Whoa. And I still have it to this oh, day. No. And if I squint, you can see it. Poor kid. But I don't. I, I this is my first time bringing it up in a long time. I need to start talking about my head injuries more. Seems you like it'd be a hot topic. Ev, talk about your head injury. I've got more. Like we could just make that a podcast episode. <laughs> um, that's unfortunate though. Um, I feel like holiday injuries are kind of the worst. But like, I don't know. Also, not bad because you can just kind of chill at home. You're not missing out on too much. Yeah, it all happened on the. It was even worse because that was my second time going to the hospital for an injury that Christmas season. I broke what? my arm no. three days earlier. No. And I'm not kidding. The story of me breaking my arm. So I, I wanted to be an acrobat. I know it sounds stupid. I, no. I set up two of my really tall gifts, my two two of my really tall gifts, about a meter apart, and I found a meter stick and I put put it on the meter stick, obviously to make a little tight ropes type situation. Um, <laughs> I remember this vividly because it was at lunch and it was before I was going to school and my my sister came home at lunch for school to see me on the middle of the the living room floor crying, holding my arm. But what happened was um, I tried crawling or climbing across this meter stick on my presence a foot and a half off the ground and it snapped immediately and I fell down onto my arm and snapped it. 
And um, oh. so the second time I went back to the hospital for the head injury, it was the, it was the same hospital, obviously. We don't have all these hospitals in Saskatoon, especially 15 years ago. So they were looking at my mom real weird. But um, nothing came of it. I, I went home and I enjoyed my Christmas. But yeah, I ended up with a broken arm and a, and a huge scar on my forehead within a Poor buddy. A it was a rough Christmas. That's terrible. Goodness. That Sorry. does sound traumatic. Um, I'm not going to lie. So I nanny, and sometimes when these kids fall down, like I do laugh before I run and help them, and <laughs> that's wrong, and I know it's wrong, but oh, God, Kip, when when children fall, like it's just so funny. They don't know how to catch themselves yet. So like this, even just like a little fall, you know, like I put the baby on like a sled and she doesn't understand how to just like stay on the sled. So I'll like send her down, like just like a little tiny, tiny hill and her body will just like go limp. And suddenly she's like sliding around and rolling places, faces in the snow. She's trying to eat it, but doesn't understand why it hurts her tongue. Like, uh, poor thing. Um, so not right, but I do laugh. (laughs) That's harsh. Kids bounce back so quick, though. Like, Oh, they do. I saw a video on TikTok the other day of this little boy, and he, like, tripped over a water bottle and smashed his face on the side of his crib <laughs> and didn't even cry at all. Like, didn't even – it did not phase him. So, yeah, kids are nuts. Do you know what, though? I feel like sometimes they only cry if you react, you know? Like, yeah, true. If, I'm, if that baby just face plants in the kitchen, which happens probably three to four times a day, if I go, oh, no, then she'll lose it. But if I just kind of, like, she'll look at me to see if I react. And if I just keep doing what I'm doing, she'll get up. She's fine. She's a little actress. She knows. I feel like it's especially funny. Like, this might sound real bad. But, uh, but it's even funnier when you just don't know the kid. You have no relations. You never be. If they if, if, like, if it's just a random kid you're in public and you see them fall over. And then you see the parents struggling with the kid crying or something. Like, it's it's terrible. But it's like, I, I feel for you. I just don't have to do anything. I just oh. simply get to sit back and watch. And it's oh like, God. I'm a, it's bad, but it's not. I don't no, know. I feel that way when any kid is having a tantrum in public because I nanny so much. And, like, so, like, on Tuesday, these kids cried about nothing, like, all the way to the park. I'm, like, we're literally doing, like, what you asked. We're going to the park. There's whining about nothing. So, when I was, like, studying in Starbucks weeks ago, this, like, parent walked in with his little girl. And she was just having a meltdown because she couldn't get, like, six cake pops or something. And I was laughing. Like, that's hilarious. And when it's not your circus or your monkeys, it's so funny. Man, every time I see kids and, like, people, like, playing with their kids and stuff, I'm like, oh, how cute. I want kids. And then people tell me about having kids, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe not. Never. Like, all these stories, like, nah, I'm not having kids. Don't do it, Michael. Never. And I don't even have kids. I just spend too much time around them. Oh. Okay, you know what kids did to me one year at Christmas? So I've got a lot of, like, older cousins, and so they all have kids now and they're all like little right like the oldest one's 10 but there's still new babies being born in my family like all the time every year new babies so um kids are germy they run around they collect a lot of germs and um one year at christmas uh these three kids showed up and to be fair they're like my favorite of my cousins but um so obviously i was just like playing with them and like being obviously the best cousin and these (laughs) the family was like yeah we just kind of got over like a bug or something we don't really know what it was and I was like okay no big deal right um and then I went home and it was like we were all (laughs) we were all fine Christmas day and boxing day my family kind of started to feel slightly ill and then on December 27th 
2017, uh, my family, um, like nearly simultaneously all died. Like we (laughs) had like, Oh, we had to quarantine to like separate bathrooms, right? So my parents share a bathroom. My brother's got one downstairs. I took the main floor. So my sister, I swear, just had like a bucket in her room. But like, oh my goodness, there was just so much substances coming out of just both ends of the body. It was awful. Like seriously, I wasn't sure if we would live. I don't think any of us consumed anything other than water from like a bathroom faucet for three days until the fourth day when my dad like summoned the strength to leave the house and he came back with like Gatorade and saltines and he was like if this doesn't fix us like nothing will and then we all went back to our bathrooms and on day five finally we were all in the kitchen and I just remember watching like the a big bang theory marathon on tv and no one said anything like we were just in so much shock from the trauma we just been through and then we t- we just didn't talk about it like we just kind of got better and then just went about our lives but that was a crazy christmas holy well, at least it happened after christmas <laughs> okay right <laughs> on the plus side like imagine waking up christmas morning and having to do that now you just open your present stuck <laughs> That's true. We were, yep, blessed with timing. You're right. Has that happened to anyone else's family? Like, no one's got, like, a <laughs> no, family no. float? <laughs> it is not. I haven't shared the house with my family, split in every bathroom, and buckets <laughs> spread out in, in smart, strategic locations for me to get around the house. <laughs> like, I haven't I'm not... gone to war. I'm not kidding. I was sleeping in the bathroom with like a pillow and blankets. Like I was afraid to be more than a foot away from the toilet. It was crazy. Actually, yeah. my family, uh, this was like 10 years ago. So it's a big commitment, like committing to like make a whole turkey, you know, that's a lot of work. And so this one year, uh, we just decided to do like uh, cabbage rolls. And uh, we learned that that was not the best decision. They tasted really well. Um, but yeah, we had the celebration on the 24th and, uh, by the 25th, those cabbage rolls weren't sitting too well with everybody. So, uh, that was pretty unfortunate. Thankfully I was like the only one that wasn't affected, but yeah, my entire Uh family. Yeah, no, I was good, but my family was, yeah, yeah. So my family was having a rough go. So, okay. I think Ukrainians specifically have an issue with this, and here's why. Sorry, side note. Um, I don't know if your family's Ukrainian at all, but I was doing research about Ukrainian dance earlier this semester, and I just typed in Ukrainian dance, like the pause library. First, or no, second result was like this huge, like, diarrheal, sorry, diarrheal <laughs> illness that spread around a Ukrainian festival because they, <laughs> because they had nasty tacos in the back. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ugh, Sorry, I'm never going to talk in a bag again. Yeah, that don't do it. Disgusting. <laughs> it has gotten instructors and dancers at countless dance competitions. It has it ruined the Dolphin Manitoba Festival of 2001. There's news articles about it. So <laughs> I don't know what's taking that. Don't trust talking in a bag from a Ukrainian. Oh man, that's oh, yeah. funny. Moving on from bodily fluids. Um, <laughs> so. I just that just kind of makes me slightly uncomfortable, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change the topic here. That's fair. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, hearing you talk about having cabbage rolls for Christmas actually made me think of a story, and I got really fired up, and I'm still kind of mad about it. So every year, um, not this year, last year, because you know things happen, but uh, every year, my whole extended family here in Swift has like this big, uh, this big Christmas get together on Christmas Eve with like my aunts and my uncles and all their children and everything. And then we all go to my grandma's house and she always makes this huge turkey dinner. And, uh, like there's like, like, uh, for lunch, so there's a huge turkey dinner. There's stuffing, there's cranberries, there's sweet potatoes, like all the classics, all the essentials. And then for supper, we have like cold turkey, um, on a bun. And that's like, that's just how she goes. So this nice. wasn't, uh, this was a couple of years ago. There's like three years ago or something like that, but we show up for this Christmas Eve dinner with all of my extended family. And something about my family is we love turkey. That's like our favorite meal of the entire year. Like me and my dad, like any chance we get, we, we eat turkey because it's just amazing. The single best food you could ever eat. And you can fight me on that. So we go there and we show up for lunch. My grandma comes out with this plate of cold ham that she cooked the night before. And we're like, where's the turkey? And she's like, I didn't make a turkey. And I've never been, okay, I love my grandma, great lady, like, like sweetheart. I've never been more mad at anyone in my life. <laughs> Wait, what's this? Where, didn't this originate from cabbage rolls? Were we just talking, where did the, where are, the, where are those? Are those we're in the story? Wait, no, because they, no, because she made cabbage rolls instead of a normal Christmas dinner. And so it just made me think of, not oh, having no. turkey for Christmas, and it just well, made. Well, did it you mad. give it to her? Did you let your grandma know your anger and your frustration? <laughs> yeah, there, she was she was well aware that multiple people had <laughs> upset with that, and then we had turkey every year after that. Oh my god, she probably feels so bad. That's why you have turkey every year. The next year's turkey was probably the best one she's ever made because her tears were falling onto it while she was seasoning it, thinking, I need them to like it this time. I can't deal with last year again. Michael stared at me in a way I've never seen. I was scared. Michael, I think, like, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to put you in touch with with my Baba, my grandma. You know what she got us for Christmas this year? I'm not kidding. Turkey cutlets. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I wish if, I was uh, kidding. She was like, oh. If you don't want yours, I mean, I'm, o- I'm open to it. Should I ship them to uh, Swift? I think I will. Um, she Do said it. to the family, she's like, oh, like in October, she messaged everyone. And she was like, okay, everyone, I was just, I saw these deals at Costco and I just couldn't resist. I thought of you all. I want you all to be well. So everyone in the family, there's like, like, like 50. There's like 30 people in the family she's considering. Everyone in the family is getting turkey cutlets for Christmas. <laughs> Holy. Bobo, what? <laughs> I'm 19. I've got a couple of things on my priority list above turkey cutlets. She's like, no, no, no. It's a great deal. This is great quality. Um, no. And then she took them all home, froze them all, and, yep, shipped them out. I have my Christmas present from Baba now. My family's eating turkey for the next month, it seems. <laughs> No, the best Christmas gifts, food and socks. The two I best Christmas gifts. I disagree for so many reasons, but they are good gifts. Okay, but the struggle is when you go to Walmart or somewhere and you can't find socks that fit, and your mom somehow can, that's why they are the best <laughs> gift. I mean, I don't know how many people that struggle with that, but I do. And I might be alone on that. But it's actually hard to find 
a big enough sock. Um, you might think that's ridiculous. I know it sounds <laughs> actually ridiculous. I have size 15 feet. Are, okay. Yeah, I've seen that's... your feet, Lucas. That's a strong Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you pull them up, and you know how socks are designed where they're actually like white and gray, and at the gray it has a heel part, and at the toes there's a gray part and everything? That's always so like messed up. Like the heel part's underneath underneath the arch of my foot, and it's like half pulled up my heel just trying to stay on. So socks are not a bad gift. I'm on Michael's side. Like, Lucas, is that why you're always, like, walking barefoot, like, slides in the snow? Like, for yeah, like, Lucas, Lucas I hate barefoot. socks. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. <laughs> but, like, boots even? Like, so, for our listeners, Lucas would go out, like, remember after the blizzard, like, reading week? And just walking around shoveling snow barefoot in slides. And so, that sticks with me. Like, I can't sleep at night thinking about how you legitimately handled that. But now I know you're just a, just a sock-free man. Like... Man, you put on socks and you're just controlled. Like <laughs> they're they're just taking over you. You can't breathe. It's like, restrained. It's just the beginning. The socks are the beginning. We don't know where they're going with that. I don't want to be controlled or covered up. You sound like an anti-masker. Really? That's no. what they tell me. I don't, you can't breathe. I don't want to be controlled. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Can, can we start an Instagram page? No socks, sass. <laughs> no socks, sass. <laughs> I'll start it. No problem. That's hilarious. I'm a full supporter of no seatbelt sass, and no car seat sass. There's some good ones. Okay, but like jokes aside, I actually hate socks, and I feel like I, there's a large majority that doesn't speak up about sock hatred. Um, I really just don't like wearing socks ever. The first thing I do when I get home is I take them off. So when you go to the gym or like when you do physical activity and you put on running shoes, do you wear socks in your running shoes? Absolutely. That is, that would be Thank absurd. God. Imagine the smell <laughs> of someone walking by. That'd be the worst part of it. I put on the socks just so I don't get stink eye looks. It'd be size 15 level smell too. Like I yeah, yeah. Jeez. It's like a fan. Every time I step <laughs> Uh, now i'm definitely wearing socks always it's just always gonna run through my mind is this conversation right here oh we've shamed him into wearing socks guys i don't know if i feel good about that (laughs) okay well how many people are wearing socks right now because i'm definitely not me i am I am. Oh, wow. Kate, well, also maybe am. it's not a majority. Maybe it's a minority group. You know what? Yeah. Don't be afraid. It's okay. Um, I will support your um, no anti-sock sask. Don't worry. Uh, we'll we'll get you through this. It's okay. Don't don't let yourself be shamed into not into you know wearing socks. Don't conform. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> that that touches the heart. <laughs> So we've told some like pretty random Christmas stories. This isn't, I don't think a Christmas episode at all, but does anyone have any like good, awesome Christmas? Like this was awesome one year stories. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to hog the floor here, but I do have one story. So (laughs) last year, um, you had Turkey all day. (laughs) We did eat a lot of Turkey last year. Yeah. But, um, no, this is more like for the Christmas season, but, um, it's like, I was living in Saskatoon last year because, you know, school was in person and I had to live in Saskatoon. And my grandfather had like a lot of health problems that that season. And so he was in the hospital from like 
start of November until like well into January. So it was like a long time. And then he was like in and out before and after that. Um, so it was, it was really rough, but my Christmas season was spent in Saskatoon and I would like just chill at the hospital with him all day. And me and my grandpa were really close and, uh, we get along super well. So I got to spend like all of my time with him and it was great. Cause I like, I didn't get to see him lots for, uh, for a lot of the, for a lot of the beginning of the year, just cause, uh, I was living in Saskatoon and he's living in Swift or whatever. So it was, it was just great. I got to spend a lot of time with him over Christmas season. And yeah, that's, that's my heartwarming Christmas story. He's all all better now. So that actually warms the heart. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. I don't think we've ever had a genuinely sweet thing said on this podcast. That was incredible, Michael. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Dang. Wow. I'm thinking about my grandparents now. I'm getting sad. I just bashed Bob well, for yeah, turkey cutlets. Like, I'm just thinking, when was the last time I said, or I spent four days in a hospital with my grandparents? Well, I guess oh. maybe not the hospital specifically. I would rather uh, just in general spend time with them. Maybe not in the hospital. But that's sick. I, I wish I could have that opportunity again. So I, I'm proud that you had that, Michael. That's that's sweet. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Man, I don't want to share my Christmas story now. It's like lame compared to how cute that was. No, no, share it. Well, now we have to. Share it. I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting like, sweat a little bit. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. If it's, uh... I can't show emotion. Okay, yeah. um, well, my family, uh, both sides are, like, pretty big. But my dad's side is just extraordinarily um, large. There's, like, six kids. And then, like, so, yeah, it was my grandparents. And they had six kids. And. Um, they've all got like three or four kids. And so one year at Christmas, we just like had everyone in this wonderful, huge, like massive house. And, um, it was sweet. So what we like to play a game, it, it's called Kaiser. Do you guys play Kaiser? My family. I've never Kaiser. played. I've played. Do you guys know what it is? Yeah. Vaguely. Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Okay. So Kaiser is a card game with an excessive amount of rules. Like, you, there's no reason any card game should have this many rules, uh, but it's got lots. And I don't know why, but, like, these old Ukrainians love it. So what we did was we, like, took some red Solo cups and, like, some duct tape and some Sharpies and made, like, the Kaiser Cup. And then we, like, drew, like picked names out of a hat to see who'd be, like, whose partner because you always have, like, a teammate, right? Uh, and then we split off into different parts of the house, and we just had this, like, massive Kaiser tournament. And let me tell you, it's fun, like – I'm competitive and I like to win and like <laughs> there's no winning against these like uncles and like babas that can count cards so well. Like you play like two hands and suddenly they know exactly what's left like in your, like, you know, what you're left holding. Like there's like the skill was just incredible. So uh, lost out really fast, took the L that year, hundred percent did not even make the, you know, seaside champs, but uh, it was just so much fun. Um, having everyone in the same place. And actually the lady who won was Madam Turkey Cutlets herself and um, <laughs> my cousin, like Justin. So super funny. She like smart, smartest lady, I think in, in any room really, but really, really deceiving. So anyway, that's my awesome Ukrainian Christmas story. I think uh, oh. Kaiser, yeah, it's definitely runs in a, Uk- it's a Ukrainian thing. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, but my whole family 
loves it. I don't understand yeah. it because you weren't lying when you said there's so many rules. And yes. when you watch people who do know how to play, like when I watch oh. my mom play with their her, her sisters, obviously, family, um, yeah. they don't even really talk while they play. No. They're just playing cards, nonstop, place, place, place. And they, the partners are sitting across from each other. So you're at a table that's a square and you're sitting across yep. from your partner. And yep. you're just playing cards nonstop. Yep. And it's the most confusing thing if you haven't, if you haven't played it before. It's crazy. Yeah, and then you ask them, you're like, oh, like, why'd you make that choice? And they're like, well, because so-and-so's got this card, and they've got the five, and someone else is going to do that. And you're like, that's like six moves <laughs> ahead, man. Like, oh, who wants to play Go Fish with me at the kids' table? <laughs> the kids' table is underappreciated. True. Yo. Place slaps. Yeah. You're drinking, like, orange juice with them. You're like, you know, it's not bad. I'll take it. It's a good place to be. You get to eat first, 100%. Okay, Paige and Claude, give me a Christmas story. I honestly am struggling to think of one. Like, the only thing that comes to my mind is when I, when I was in grade seven, I broke my ankle playing hockey. And um, so whatever, I had like that really heavy white clay cast at first after I got my surgery. But Ooh. then I got to get a fiberglass cast Ooh. and I got a waterproof one and you know how they have like the typical colors, like that neon pink, yeah. um, like blue, mm -hmm. black. They have those for casts. Well, at Christmas time, they have Christmas fiberglass casts. <laughs> so, because this was like middle to end of November. So, of course, I got a Christmas cast on my ankle and it was like green with little, like, I don't know if it was Santa's or presents. I can probably find a picture and show you guys. So, I had this huge Christmas cast on my foot for Christmas which was super festive and pretty sweet but when I broke my ankle my mom felt so bad for me so she gave me all of my Christmas presents when I broke my ankle and then bought me <laughs> more Christmas presents for Christmas oh, it wasn't really her fault that I broke my ankle like she wasn't playing hockey with me but she was in Toronto when I broke my ankle and she was just flying home so I think she felt bad but that was a, wow. it was a good Christmas because I got a lot of pity and I got a lot of extra gifts. <laughs> well, makes me sound bratty, but I was 12, you guys. I was 12, so. Not the case with my seasonal injuries, but that's fine. I won't bring it up because, you know. What was your seasonal, uh, what was your seasonal injury there, Madeline? Sorry, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. I've, I've been shamed into silence, so it's fine. <laughs> Uh, Paige, can we include your Christmas cast in the picture for this podcast? Can we make a post? Yes, I'll find a picture for you guys. Oh, I love it. If so, we need to put the so board never, in there. Have you never tried breaking your ankle again? And see if they get gifts again? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Ooh. funny enough, I've sprained my ankles, I think, four times since breaking. I sprained, oh, like I broke my left ankle and then... A year later, I sprained my right ankle, and then at mock wedding, I sprained my right ankle again. Girl, <laughs> and I actually had to go to physio. It was really bad. Oh, um, you just need like permanent ankle braces. I know everyone makes fun of me. My ankles are literally like Bambi. Like I, I'll be walking, <laughs> like I'll step down off a curb, and my ankle will do a complete three sixty. Oh, Craven was the other place that I sprained oh. my ankle. That one was you're, bad. But so, like, when you step out of bed in the morning, are you like, you know, those baby giraffes like learning to walk? Like they're like fresh dropped from their mothers, and they're just like on their feet, like whoa. 
I actually crawl out of bed because I need at least 10 minutes to warm up before I can start walking for the safety of my ankles. Got a little walker and a step stool just in case. Yeah, it's a safety hazard for sure. Aw, dang. I didn't know about Paige's bad ankles. That's adorable. Yeah, this whole like... Paige, I love it. You Virtually, yeah. It's really helping me because then I don't have to like walk outside and on the ice or anything. I get to just stay home and be safe, and it's really good for my ankles. It's really good for my ankles. Well, do you still play much hockey? Because you said you originally broke it doing hockey. Is that well, ever suffered? So I broke my ankle in grade seven, like in November. So it was pretty early in the season. But unfortunately, I didn't get to play again that season. Uh, but shout out to my mom. She still took me to all of the out-of-town tournaments, so I didn't miss oh. out on anything. Um, <laughs> but then I played that next year, like in grade eight, just to kind of prove like, oh, yeah, I'm not scared to play hockey. I'll play again. And then I realized I didn't even really like hockey. So then I quit after <laughs> my grade eight year. But I played for five years and only broke my ankle one. And, and you finished that final season when you realized you didn't like yeah. hockey, right? You didn't just oh, yeah. okay. So that's and a power I- play right there. You know, yeah, I've played like shinny and stuff since then and like three on three in the summer and stuff. So I still play it every now and then, but I just got tired of carrying my bag. I thought you were about to say carrying my team. I was like, damn. Ankle ain't the only thing that's breaking. Your back's got to be hurting too, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah my hockey bag was heavy. My dad didn't let me get the one with wheels on it, so yo, that's so real though. When I was ever at dance comps, I'd see the girls with like bags with wheels and i would like cry a little i'm like i want that life so bad but i'm here right? hauling like so many costumes and like they're so big and fluffy and just not like that's just it's it's probably not that bad now uh, i haven't performed in a while but like oh my goodness gracious did it feel like the weight of the world was on your shoulders just for that short walk from the car to the change room yeah okay, that's the word. having wheels on your bag is like no, sorry, not having wheels on your hockey bag is like a status symbol. Like people make fun of you for wheels on your hockey bag, and that's that's it's a thing. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad was in, my dad was definitely really? for not letting me, but <laughs> I have wheels on mine, and I get a lot of flack for it. <laughs> I've never even known that was a thing. I feel like there's a whole other world that I haven't experienced. No, it's def it's definitely a thing, and my dad is very involved in the hockey world, and that's exactly why I was not allowed to get a bag with wheels. <laughs> Do you know what, though? Actually, yeah, the girls at dance comps who don't, you know, who have bags of wheels don't perform as well. So it's just, it's something, you know, like, you've got, if you've got, yeah, you're not strong. If you've got work, I think you'll carry your six costumes and a hat bag and a makeup bag. No problem. Exactly. I love the tough love dad, though. Like, that's super funny. My dad, like, wanted to teach my brother how to tie his skates. So one time he just, like, didn't go tie his skates when Nick was like really little and Nick was like crying in the chamber because he didn't know how to get on the ice and like the coaches helped him but after that my dad's like guess you better learn and that was it <laughs> he showed him <laughs> totally okay Claude Christmas story I guess my family we play this pretty fun game where it's usually me that's in charge so I just like buy a bunch of like random gifts and then I just like put it in a box and I wrap it really well with like duct tape and like string just to kind of like prevent anybody from opening it and then we roll dice so there's two dice and then you have to roll a pair so once you've rolled uh two of the same um 
while you're doing that, somebody uh, is wearing like oven mitts and a spoon and they're trying to open the box and then they stop once the other person has rolled two of the same. Um, so it's it's pretty fun. And then whoever ends up opening it after like everybody's had their turn, I guess, uh, you get to like decide who gets what in the box. Oh, and that's uh, cute. I like to put some like pretty goofy things. So I put like diarrhea relief medication in there, you know, <laughs> throw that in. Where was you that know? <laughs> yeah. So I guess hey, that kind of fits in with our stories before. So yeah, I like to I like to throw in some curveballs in there. So and we're That's back the- on the diarrhea talk. Yeah, full circle. <laughs> you guys knew it would come back. <laughs> our so. listeners are gonna be like, "What the heck? We just wanted to not think about finals." <laughs> what? <laughs> So yeah, it's kind of a goofy game to play, but it's fun. So that's so yeah. much fun. I want to like spend a Christmas with each of your families now, just like see what things are like. Oh man, we're we're competitive. Like we've got elbows in there. Like oh, so good. Sounds like you're playing spoons. <laughs> oh, that's real. Yeah. And I feel like everyone has their well when Matt Matt said. Uh... I want to see what everyone else's Christmases are like. It's so cool to see what other people do for Christmas because it's so different. Like you yeah. think it's pretty run of the mill. Like oh, you have a, you have your tree and then you have your dinner and you open your gifts, etc. There's so much of this interchange that so many different families do differently. It's so cool to see. Yeah. I don't know, like going over to your friends' houses like two or three days before their Christmas, growing up and seeing all the whole setup and everything. That was one of the or one of the coolest <laughs> things oh, I have yeah. ever that is one of the coolest things I have ever seen is just going no, to my friend's house and enjoying their decorations I cut it I, I, I caught myself I went this whole time and That's we're better doing than awesome. a meeting alright yeah. so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well uh, we've talked about some uh We've talked about some Christmas stories. We uh, covered the Christmas flu in there. And contrary to what you might say, Lucas, I never get tired of listening to your voice. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Lucas. You're really a wonderful guest. I really enjoyed your thoughts on socks um, and just every story of great feedback. So thank you for joining us. Well, yeah, I obviously love being here. I love talking to people. You know, I talk a lot, but I just, it's like, these are friends. I can see you guys are my pals. So I love talking to you guys. So thank you for having me on here. 